0: Hello Smorgasborders and welcome once again to the Smorgasborder podcast. I'm your host, Dave Swan. Well, today an interesting character. I chat with Grant Newby, passionate board builder. And what's our chat about? Well, here's a little bit of a snippet of the topic of our conversation.
1: My approach has not been the eco thing at all, mm. but when you look at alternative materials, that's kind of the materials that you end up with because they're easy to use they're easy to get hold of they're yeah they're quite adaptable to different processes and
0: and they're friendly to work
1: yeah. yeah and hmm. so it sort of becomes a bit of a no-brainer and so the whole thing has been really is my approach to things is what are we trying to do and what's the least the, the simplest way of doing what we need to do because the first thing when you go to build a wooden board is that people overbuild it. You end up with this massive, heavy thing that you could probably park your car on, you know? So Mm. it's a matter of simplifying it, but also trying it, you know? And, like, Mm. people go, well, how do you know that happens inside the board? So i made it and come in half and had a look. Oh, Mm. well, how do you know otherwise? You know, you're only guessing. Yeah. You know, so you've got to try things and keep trying things.
0: it's it's really a bit of everything. yeah, yeah I, I suppose if it was funny because when i when i went back and had a look at it and i thought i know we've got up since of the wood board days and all that but i thought you know really the last time we had a proper chat i thought when was that believe it or not it was edition nine 2012. wow january 2012. So, <laughs> <laughs> well a lot's happened for everybody since then. <laughs> Because I was going, yeah, That's that, I was going back through it the other night. You know, that's been obviously a quadrant. You've been there.
1: I've been there 28 years now.
0: I was going to say, it was 20 years then, so, yeah, yeah. it's its own. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, part of the discussion was more or less... You know, back then we we're discussing. Okay, when you've got such a busy life with the agency and everything like that, what, what on earth motivated you to start the, the wooden board days? And back then, the alley fish fry, and and here
1: we are. What, what There was the 11th i well, I've year? had. I've had ten fish fries and eleven. This is the eleventh wooden board day. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple concept, and I think that that's why it works. Like, I just. I don't promise anything so at the end of the day it's the i just like the conduit to get people together you know and the, so the
0: motivation in itself just uh you know
1: like because because i realize that it, we are all very passionate people mm-hmm. and and through it jackie and i've met so many great people you know like really nice people because they are so passionate about what they do yeah so there are a certain breed of people I suppose and they're inquisitive people because they're really challenging themselves because they're out on their own you know a lot of them are sort of doing this and well, we're doing it in isolation and then through this we negate that I suppose now there's a collective and all that yeah and it's worldwide like I get emails Daily. Well, you've,
0: you've also you over in italy and
1: we like went over. to spain last yeah. year and i helped sergi set up the european one so they're having their third one at the end of August. yeah, yeah. you know and and when we went to that i mean yeah i mean it was a, it was amazing there were people that come from brazil and argentina and france and italy I was and,
0: looking through
1: the photos just you know and people you know yeah, wanting to get together, but it's interesting because they're really so much more eco-conscious than perhaps what we are. I know, you know. I mean, I came from New Zealand, but New Zealand, New Zealanders really are as well. Mm. But I think Australia are becoming more that way. But in the surf industry, as such, mm, yeah, touching on it by comparison,
0: it's interesting. I mean, why, why, why are we a bit more complacent in that regard? You reckon?
1: Yeah, probably because we're so spoiled for surf and what have you, you know. And a lot of these other guys, they don't get to surf. So very mm. as much because of the weather or where they live and what have you. Whereas we're surrounded by great beaches and everything. Whereas for them, this is the dream, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But I mean so we they for
0: the cho- choice I suppose surf wise well, what drives that eco-consciousness I suppose
1: well I think in, 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 in you, you know you travel through Europe you know I was amazed. morning guys
0: morning. morning thank you are we going today
1: we'll be better after this <laughs>
0: oh everybody needed
1: <laughs> that's it this is what I was doing was like before surfing you were surfing <laughs> no surfing, the... oh, surfing. All right. Ah, surfing alright ah surfing That is too cold, <laughs> too cold. <laughs> <laughs> not that's <good. laughs> it yeah, I mean, you know, when we traveled through Spain, I said to Jackie we were there 3 weeks with Spain and Portugal, I wouldn't have seen 50 animals. I'm talking cows, goats, horses, mm. and you don't see any roadkill, like there are no they've, you know, everything's disappeared. Yeah. Um so they realize that they've already lost lots of things you know whereas coming here is like living in a bloody zoo you know (laughs) There's kangaroos hopping around and you know and in new zealand there's so many you know dead possums on the road and things and everything whereas over there it's like there's nothing serious
0: but i mean i get the whole the passion for everything and, and i get the you know Spread, it, but but there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, like a, it takes a special person. Otherwise, it, anyone would be doing this kind of thing. You know, you've again been doing it 11 years. The the alley fish fry before yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was uh, we could. Cr- it, it, it. Not that we could create something special, but there was a need for people to get together and Mm -hmm. through that need we have created something special because it's... But the simpler it is, you know, I I sort of learned from where other things that I saw went wrong is that, you know, too much to do with surfing is competitive Mm -hmm. and then there's winners and losers and then if you have trophies and, and sponsors, people want, have different values of what that's worth and the outcome and you know and then it sort of becomes political in a way and um, you know and surfing is all about the surfer rather than what about the dude who you know hammers away there making boards in the in the dust and shit all day you know and so that was a really revolution that I revelation that I never realised with the um, the fish fry until it really got going is that you know, so many shapers don't even know each other, mm. have never met each other, mm. and they work in the same town. They know mm. each other's logos, and they all thought they're doing something special until they <laughs> arrive at the one place and realize, <laughs> no, you know. And so the the fish fry actually gave a lot of shape. It, it was it was actually for the shapers, it, and it's uh, you know, and it was for, it gave people inspiration to experiment. And I mean, the fish. In those days was just a sort of conduit of getting those people together and then, mm. you know, from that we ended up with shorter boards, the quads were sort of born, mm. um, just things got experimental, you know, mm. finless boards, Tom was doing it with the, the layers yeah, but right. then people started getting more into finless boards and just opened up people's thinking and it gave shapers a chance to say oh well i'm going to experiment and then at the fish fry they'd bring along alternative boards you know so
0: because i don't think
1: asymmetricals and all that yeah all of that sort of stuff started you know but then it's funny like now people like dhd and that are making fishes but it took them 10 years or more (laughs) to realize that there was a market for that you know so all those white thruster manufacturers now make fishes took a while
0: so, I mean fantastic of the woodboard day still going why did you why did you put an end to the, the fish because what was that 2016 fish fry that you yeah it was
1: sort of it sort of had run its course I felt you know
0: um,
1: and and I don't even know what the life of this is you know from year to year because I never know who's going to turn up hmm. you know I mean People say they're going to come and then they don't, and then people turn up that never heard of, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, and then, like at the fish fry, people would turn up with six surfboards and their girlfriend and a wicked camper van, and they've never been to Australia before, you know. <laughs> and mm. all it is is on a whim to meet somebody other people in a park.
0: That
1: I mean, fish fry You had uh, Rich Pavel and people like that yeah. coming out from California. Yeah, well, uh, it was incredible. And I think like the first time, um, Chris Christensen would have been here. I think a lot of people are intrigued by the, mm. the, the 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 format, you know. And um, yeah, and it's the same with this. I mean, at the worst, Jack and I end up sitting in the park by ourselves for the day. You know? <laughs> But it was good. I mean, there's some... You know. Yeah, people make of it what they will. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and that's why
0: I keep coming back to, you know, I, I understand that you're passionate, but just the drive to say, right, we're just going to have a get-together. There's no... No commercial kind of interest. It's just a, a passion for, for the craft kind of thing. Yeah, is, yeah. is brilliant. And you got people. Well, who was the gentleman this year from, from Japan? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Genki, yeah. 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 So that's just, what, does he just get in touch and say, hey, I want
1: to come oh, out? Oh, yeah, I've come. met him before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you've had a few guests through the year. Well, he just, he, oh, yeah, yeah. We've had lots of different people, yeah. Yeah. And they just turn up, you know. And at your place? Or? Yeah, yeah like he stayed with us and, well, he 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 rang me about two days before Christmas one time and said, oh, we, my family and I were coming to, uh, to, to Australia. Can you help us find a camper van? I said, well, what, you don't have one? They go, no, nah, we haven't booked one.
0: And we're flying
1: in tomorrow, <laughs> and then they got a camper van, and they, they they got it. We finally found one for them, and then they flew into Brisbane, and it was like, and then they couldn't find anywhere to stay because all everything's booked down. I said, "This is a very busy time of year." Yeah. And then they the poor buggers went to uh, Broken Head and the 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 van broke down. Oh so God. then they were stuck at Broken Head and they couldn't get it fixed because everything was shut. <laughs> and then when they the one to come back to the Gold Coast, they couldn't uh, find anywhere to stay or anywhere. And then we looked online, couldn't find anywhere. So they came and stayed with us, and they were like there was like husband and wife and three kids in a like a higher a van like yours. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, and I've, you know, in the past, I've, I've just been at home and had people rock up on the weekend from, you know, mm. all different parts of the world. And go, oh, you, be we have come to see your surfboard. It was like, yeah, you know. But I get emails all the time from people and what have you. But I mean, it, you know, it's just if I have an idea, I just do it. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing worse than going, oh, I thought of that. That's a pretty hollow feeling when you see somebody else did it. <laughs> you know, you go, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it." Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just that I suppose the whole thing is about the sharing of knowledge and, and everyone learning and from from one another with yeah. construction yeah. methods. Yeah. And...
1: Yeah. And I think you know, from my background and in my job, is that because I'm in a production manager, I. I meet a lot of people or people come and see me also that have bought new machinery or technology or whatever and a lot of them have bought it for a purpose but they don't actually know the big picture of all the possibilities it could do and then you see something that somebody else is doing you go, hey, if that guy did that and then he did that to that we've actually created something else and they don't know each other, they don't know that that technology is available and combining you create Something, and that's kind of how my mind thinks, and that's how a lot of through my own naivety of not knowing how things do, I try it, and that's how I've come up with what I do. You know, because like when I was vacuum bagging with that polyurethane glue, hmm. the guy that bought the glue from, he said, "We sell this all over the world in boat industry," but I've never heard anyone vacuum bag with it. No. He said, well, "What made you do that?" I said, "Well, I didn't know you couldn't do that." <laughs> You know, because I mean, I've never glassed a board and never wanted to because it's, you know, it's messy and it's chemistry. And, you know, if you have a failure, it's a fuck up, you know. And then, so leave that to people who have that experience, mm. you know. And the other thing is, like, lots of people that were dealing with wood were, um, use epoxy. But, I mean, we're dealing with a really light, soft timber in Polonia, mm. and epoxy's hard. and... You know, so you already got two conflicting mm. materials to try and work with. Yeah. It just makes it hard. Whereas this glue is like so easy to use mm. and it's stronger than any timber.
0: I mean, that's that's interesting itself. I wouldn't mind just going into a little bit of detail because, I mean, when you first started, I suppose, crafting the wood boards, you were using the, the hollow, yeah you no know, boat kind of construction method, yeah. the ribs and spars, and, and, you know, just take us through that progression from there to the, what it is, you know, and you were yeah, doing yeah, the, yeah. The, the lanolin and all that. Yeah. And what you're doing now.
1: So, so well, uh, well, yeah, I mean it doesn't take long and i think other people realize and a lot more realize now that mm, building a wooden surfboard with a frame it's like 70 percent of it is the frame now if that's not right mm, the finished product will never be right and you can't fix it because it is the structure and the all you got to do is put the skin on it and it you know it's a there's a and then people spend so much time. Uh, building it and you never see it again Mm. and then some people build rocker tables that are like take longer to build than the surfboard you know and it's just at the end of the day the frame all it's doing is holding the top and the bottom apart and it's giving you the profile for your concaves or whatever you you want you know and that's it's sole purpose Um, and at the end of the day when it's covered in wood Nobody really knows what's inside. Mm. So if you can, you know, shape a blank and put the timber on, you've negated the 75% of your time. Yeah. Um, Sure, there's, you know... And there's
0: there's the opportunity, I suppose, to, you know, fix up, you know, one or two contours here and there, whereas, as you said, with the the ribs and spars, you're
1: kind of left with what you've got. Yeah, well, the other thing is, like, if you start with a piece of foam, you know what the finish thing is minus whatever you're going to add to the outside. Yeah. Whereas if you start with, like, a big long stick as a stringer and a bunch of bloody, uh, you know, frames you don't know what it looks like until <laughs> it's, like, too late, yeah, you know? Yeah. And there's no way of modifying it. Mm. And so, and it's interesting, um, I've spoken to people who run classes and what have you, and a lot of people aren't that interested in putting the frame together. They can't wait to actually start shaping the rails. To
0: actually shape, yeah.
1: yeah. And so so two days of the class is building the frame, mm. you know? like polystyrene is recyclable Mm. um and so yeah it it sort of became a no-brainer you know and if you're going to do it you know to make some money well there's a whole lot less time so yeah the end product can be more profitable
0: so you've got i mean just so we go through that process you've got the the recycled polystyrene blank then vacuum bagging your skin
1: using only a polyurethane glue and was it
0: a 2mm 5mm skin or it doesn't matter or it varies
1: uh, I've pretty much built most of my previous boards with like a 5mm skin and a uh, and a four mil bottom. Yeah. But then it depends on the density of the polystyrene. Yeah. I mean, now I just build a board and it's um, blue extruded polystyrene. Mm-hmm. It's hard as hell. Yeah. Totally different characteristics to normal polystyrene and that there's no beads, but it doesn't suck any water. Mm. And I've put two mil skins on that yep. and varnish. Yeah, the, the super light ones, yeah. And that's it, you mm. know. And then we have a company on the Gold Coast, Polystyrene Solutions, and you know if you want to recycle polystyrene they make polystyrene from scratch cut it up and use it for um marina uh, berths inside pontoons and then they put the leftover bits back in the mold put virgin beads in Mm. and able to add heat and steam and use all that together so that's recycled without even leaving the same building mm. so i don't think it, nobody else that we know of does that anywhere in the world yeah you know whereas people talk about recycle but it's like a very small content whereas this is like mm. yeah 80 90 percent and then rails you've been using a little well, bit cork cork and yeah. polonia. i yeah. mean um yeah, good quality cork is, is uh, is re- the beauty of cork is that it, it, ha- well, it, it has no structure, so it's easy to put on, mm. but because it has no structure you need to be mindful that it doesn't actually, it's only a filler, it doesn't actually bring anything to the party, you know yeah. what I mean, whereas if you use polonia you're creating a parabolic stringer yeah yeah
0: yeah and then sealing because you were using lanolin
1: yeah um but different now or well yeah I've, uh, um varnish and you can use like you know water-based varnishes and things and you can get a really good well it's basically you know lots of products are evolving as well that don't have any you know voc and so yeah, they're a lot less toxic and they're way easier to use, and all of those things, so it just makes life easier, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you can get glues that, you know, go off in 20 minutes. Well, yeah, I saw the 30 one minute. Came and down with one, so. Yeah, and one hour. Like, he's an industrial chemist, yeah, so he's, he's made those things, you know. Hmm. So, all of those sorts of things and, and advancements using them uh, is sort of a no-brainer, you know. Um, and other industries, they're being developed, other industries, but, uh, you know, not having to poke at the surfboard manufacturers, but a lot of that stuff has never changed. Mm. You know, and, have, and saying that somebody uses a recycled EPS planks and uses a, a epoxy resin as a, you know, a gold-level eco-board is just bullshit, awesome, you know? um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. Oh, I suppose. So, you know, I mean, you know, I don't need to, we don't need to have what we do accredited by anybody else at the end of the <laughs> year, you know, like a lot of people do for validation of yeah. what they do. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, you know what you use and how you go about it. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, so yeah. yeah.
0: And obviously for, for you, a lot of the boards you're crying you're crafting in your actual home too so there's a there's a motivation there because well, you were still doing them out of your garage there or? Yeah,
1: yeah 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 well see the big thing's changed since we last spoke is that i, I can't surf oh,
0: no, where, that, i know that's when you said that i went and you're still here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: how long that been
1: oh more than three years now wow yeah like, i only have 10 movement in my left shoulder yeah yeah so you know and that's been a major Mental hurdle for me because you know it's like there's a no big chunk of my. I've been to two surgeons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's totally destroyed. Yeah, like I can I can get it operated on, but the only outcome there is that I'd have no feeling in it, so I wouldn't hurt anymore. You know, yeah. and now I have a lot of arthritis in it as well. So, you know, so. so no surfing. Yeah, so that's pretty hard, and uh, yeah, it took me a while to get my head around that. And you thing is, you can't even,
0: can't even boogie board, because you still need to paddle. Well, I, I can yeah,
1: gonna... yeah and, and I can't swim. Mm. I can't dive into a wave with both arms out in front of me, because one of them doesn't go out in front of me. You know. So yeah, it's, you know, and people say, oh, well, what about Bethany Hamilton? Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> Chop your arm off! Yeah, chop it off! Yeah. Well, you know, I go. Well, I'm 63 and weigh 125 <laughs> kilos. You know, we're a bit different. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, speaking of
0: which, I mean, I, I remembered uh, I would break my. Well, I'm always breaking something, but I broke my wrist, and then I thought, oh yeah, Bethany Hamilton's done it. I'll, I'll wrap it up. I just put a plastic bag over my arm and. Paddled out with one arm. My God! Try and push up with one hand yeah. is just—you yeah. virtually. I mean, I don't know how she, she does, does it with was. steep ways. I, I could, after a while, started to get it with a nice gradual from kind of takeoff that I could kind of fumble around, get my hand in the yeah. right position. Yeah. But trying to do it for something that was pitching with one hand it was impossible. Yeah. And I just, I just kept thinking,
1: how on earth does she do it? With yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, that yeah has been a big challenge in my life. You know? And so I must admit it sort of killed my passion a little bit there. Um, and that kind of, yeah, so I didn't make a lot of boards because it was sort of, yeah, it was sort of lost a bit of motivation all round, I suppose. You know, and I didn't have that outlet from work and that headspace of going surfing that I really enjoyed, you know
0: and, and I mean, that's the other thing is you've got an incredibly busy job how you've all these other things i mean some people have interests and hobbies but yours is like a whole another level how do you do that and do the work that you do
1: well it's also really is having the support of family you know and jackie hmm. you know Letting me do it as well, you know. <laughs> I mean, and that's the same for all those guys in the park, you know. They got families and other jobs, and a couple of them are school teachers as well. And yeah, no, for them, they've been helping, uh, you know, and, and getting school kids involved. And to be quite honest, <laughs> I would rather build a board with you and show you how to do it than build a board and give it to you, yeah. you know, because then you will like building a board like that it's a journey it's a real journey in learning about yourself
0: Mm. because
1: we all have our limitations I mean some people couldn't turn a you know couldn't make a breadboard out of a piece of square wood that's mine (laughs) seriously you know and uh, and you know it's Some people go, well, look, somebody made this one for me and I've copied that and they've ended up with that. And you go, (laughs) yeah. You know, they have a passion, but, you know, it's just you' you ask yourself a lot of questions when you're you know doing it by yourself and yeah you're, so you're limited by your time your money your tools your family time away the space you've got i mean I you know I've helped guys that have built um you know boards in apartments in in the middle of Berlin you know mm. and have to get Mates to lower it out the window because they can't get down the lift. You know, they made a long board in the hallway in their apartment. And, and again, this
0: was so refreshing, you know, like just kind of talking with a few of the guys on Sunday morning, even though it was ever so brief, but just then listening in and just their, their willingness to share and say, oh, this works for me. And, uh, have you, you know, but
1: just... that's what's advanced it. Mm.
0: You know, whereas... And is that what perhaps has hobbled parts of the surf industry? Because everyone's so Absolutely. secretive and things like that, whereas this is this... You know, whether,
1: whereas, process. like, I shared what I was doing, and so that's how Firewire found out what I was doing, and then they approached me and said... Hello we've been looking for this and it's been what you're doing has been staring us in the face the whole time you know because they were trying to add all sorts of other substrates and carbon rods and all sorts of things to get the feeling that they wanted in their surfboards and wood was a no-brainer and that was the essentially the timber tech finish wasn't it? yeah you know and I mean I think that would you know they would definitely say that would be a big driver to Kelly getting involved with Firewire as well as the eco side of things because that's a big passion of his um, so you know um, nice to be involved with a company like that and you know and, and, and they're a company that think totally different as well You know, yeah. a lot of the people involved in that are not from the surf industry they, they pluck people from other expertise to, you know, um, make it happen. And so they're a very successful and progressive company. You know, um, yeah, so that was a really nice validation of what I was doing. But, um, you know, since then, you know, they've, they've done other things as well. But uh, there's, there's a number of companies in Europe now, you know, investigating and making prototypes of wooden boards as well oh, um
0: and how about ones like uh i haven't had too much yeah, sense yeah. over
1: looking but there's that. that no um, and things like that is that i i don't i don't you, know too much about yeah it. I, and i don't know how eco it really is yeah. or not you know uh, just because you cover something in court doesn't mean what <laughs> what are you covering up you know <laughs> and all of those things you know yeah. so um yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we have a sort of slightly different approach to things than other nationalities, shall we say? And I mean, we have a sort of have-a-go mentality, you know. And a lot of it's not a big deal to us. We just get on with it, and so we get on with it and share, you know. Like previous to these wooden boards, shall we say, there was always those guys who called themselves comps and you know composite sandwich. But those guys all used epoxy and. You know and kind of ridiculed what we were doing in the early days and you know but where are those guys now you know and they all kept it to themselves as like a secret society and then then nothing happened you know because of that um, yeah I think that I think that the big plus is it's getting more well you know there's now more people making surfboards for themselves yeah. you know, I mean yeah. how many you know there might be however many million of people you know surfing but mm, how many a lot more making. how many thousands of people um, surf on boards they made themselves <laughs> that, I don't know whether or not you agree it's kind of weird like so
0: when we started Smaller Spotter it's, it's scary 10 almost 10 years ago now there seemed to be an emergence of Trying different things, new new shapes, new boards. Yeah. It wasn't just, as you said, thrusters or long yes. boards. It was all, but it's, and it seems to have really kind of, uh, the whole process has sped up. In that, I suppose, what, you know, look back to the 60s and 70s, you had so many shaper surfers,
1: yes, which pushed the boundaries. Well, even design. world champions, you know, like yeah. Mark Richardson, guys like that, who shape and surf their own boards,
0: and that that tended to fuel I suppose design, you mm. know, and and then it Seemingly to me it kind of stagnated, but now that you've got so many people having a go at shaping, it seems to have again then sped up the whole process of
1: trying different things. But I think also you've got you've got people who've opened their minds. Like people mm. were like longboarders. That's mm. it. I don't surf shortboards, no, no, mm. fuck them, they're thrusters. But then mm. there were there were more than thrusters available for those people to surf as well. So mm. and then like a lot of young guys well look how many girls surf now. Yeah. I mean huge number compared mm. to 10 Mm. years ago you know we've got surfing as a sport at schools Mm. you know all of those things I mean how many surf schools you know and there's a lot more greater sort of it's a different tribe shall we say you know what I mean Look, I still meet people who surf on white surfboards and have six of them. They're all within millimeters of each other and think they're all totally different. You know, mm. Mm. Um, poor bastard. <laughs> you know, what a waste <laughs>
0: of oh, Yeah, yeah. But, weird, you know, but yeah, but you're never
1: gonna, you're never gonna convert that guy. Yeah. You know. And then you get other people go, oh mate, I want to try that. Oh, what about it? What if? A, why don't we do this? This and you go. That's the sort of dude. Different
0: tails and diamond tiles. Oh Snub noses
1: like you've got, and the chime rails. Yeah. But, you know, you get guys who surf white surfboards and then they go, oh, you know,
0: oh, I like that, but
1: I don't think it'll fit in my car. You go, well, do you want to surf or do you just want to fucking take it for a drive? You know? And, you know, or, or they say, you know, oh, will I be able to duck dive? I go, I don't know, mate. I mean, I made it to surf. I'm not, not to duck dive. You want to duck dive, you go out and get some fins on, do it, you like it a ways, you know? They just have the most ridiculous things. And then they go, oh, the rails, I need to be like this and what have you and then you see the dudes wax the board up and put wax on the rail so you can hang onto it when you duck dive you go oh why didn't I just fucking leave all that shit on, on rails you know and then like and they're talking about hydrodynamics and everything and they've got a tail pad on the back of it you know and they're dragging a leash well are you talking about how the board feels when you've got a full wetsuit on or you're in your board shorts you yeah. know what I mean it's just so many variables and you've got two years of fucking wax on it you know I mean a lot of that stuff just uh, it's laughable yeah.
0: Mm. so what, what's what's in store for the future I mm-hmm. mean I know it's a crystal ball but you know what's the what's the next step so I don't
1: know I think the advancement in the you know in the I, my approach has not been the eco thing at all mm. but when you look at alternative materials that's kind of the materials that you end up with because they're easy to use they're easy to get hold of they're yeah, they're quite adaptable to different processes. And,
0: and they're friendly to
1: work. Yeah, and hmm. so it sort of becomes a bit of a no-brainer. And so the whole thing has been really... Is my approach to things is what are we trying to do and what's the least, the, the simplest way of doing what we need to do. Because the first thing when you go to build a wooden board is that people overbuild it. You end up with this massive, heavy thing that you could probably park your car on, you know? So it's a matter of simplifying it but also trying it, you know, and like mm. people out. well, how do you know that happens inside the bottle? So i made it and come in half and laugh and had a look. Mm. Oh, mm. well, <laughs> how do you know otherwise? You know, you're only guessing. Yeah. You know, so you've got to try things and keep trying things, you know, and I sort of have a collective between myself and Sergi and Barcelona and then uh, Felipe in Brazil and Tom and myself and then there's these other guys in um, Spain as well. And we, we chat and share emails and, um, yeah, we share ideas and, yeah, try different things. And it kind of speeds up the process, you know, because, we you know, we're, some of them are doing it full time. And, I mean, I think that's what's really frustrating for Tom is, like, I get people asking me questions all the time and I share it. Tom, it's his job, it's his business, you know, so you can't go telling everybody everything, you know, because that's... Yeah. What he's got to make his money out of, so you know, and I don't think some people understand that. Yeah. You know, um, that's the difference between him and me. You know, uh, but he and I share stuff, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, there's. We keep pushing the boundaries, and so you don't really know. What's around the corner? Because you don't know what new things you find, and and a lot of that stuff is staring you right in the face. You just never thought outside the box far enough to grab it and give it a go. You know, um, there's a lot of very simple solutions for what we want to do. Or, but we are just going to find them. You know, and I think that's the thing. Is like Sergio and you know, we're in the park this time last year in Spain. You know, we said. There's probably more people sitting in this park thinking about the surf industry and ecology and sustainability than the whole rest of the world in the surf industry, you know. And we all do do this for fun, mm. you know. And it's uh, it's true, I think, because you know? the, the surf industry doesn't spend a lot of money because there isn't a lot of money in surfing. They don't spend a lot of time and money experimenting, do they? Yeah.
0: Well, I suppose it's not the, dare I say, possibly the margins anymore. And Absolutely. So, yeah, the, You know, It's
1: whatever's the... And it's whatever th- also easily fits in with what the they're currently, currently doing, yeah. you know. Like, a lot of people say, oh, I'll make you a custom surfboard. But then, you know, if you go, oh, are, can I get a pin line and a this and a that? Oh, really, mate? You want all that? You know, but, yeah. But I'm only buying one this year. <laughs> And I've been thinking about it for two years, and uh, this is what I want, you know. And to them, it's a, like a hassle, because it doesn't fit in with what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, you, you. it's interesting, because I, I, because I don't work in the surf industry, but I meet a lot of people who are, and you sort of see a lot of it. It's an interesting, yeah the insights you get okay. no, well same to you
0: dear, dear aside, yeah it's not dissimilar to well, us because we're kind of are we part of it are we on the periphery are we just simply observe for us it's been more or less just a passion anyhow so.
1: yeah yeah i mean what you do like i i because i understand your what you do and how you go about i, I lord what you do you know it's it's there's a lot of fun at work I mean you how many thousands of days a year do you drive you know uh, it's all part it. yeah yeah but it's all part of it but it's driven by passion too but, and, and I suppose that's why for us
0: I don't know it's it's what you're doing and what you're doing with the, the alley fish frying with, with the wood boards kind of resonated with us because it's I suppose it's just surfing for surfing's sake, and passion fashion for it, and, and and an adventure of sorts because you're kind of seeing people try different things, and yeah. that's that's what's the. I suppose it raises the stakes, that curiosity that you think, I wonder how that goes, and that—that's what I find interesting. That's what But we... the
1: only way to find out how it goes is to have a go. Exactly. You know, and so what you'll find is those people in the park are the people who are willing to have a go. Yeah. Because there's lots of people who go, oh, that looks good, but fuck, oh, how do you do it? Yeah. Well, have a go, and then you find out how to do it. You know, and if you have, if you're having a go. There's plenty of, what we're saying is there's plenty of people to help you along the way. It doesn't have to be like a, you know scratching your head in a shed at night by I think, yourself.
0: I think maybe for me it's because I'm a crap surfer so I think I'll give this a go. <laughs> will that help me? Uh, well, I'll try this. This will make me, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I'm the same. I mean, I was never a great surfer right, but I, uh, I it was a passion of mine and I didn't realise how much of a passion until I couldn't do it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and that was taken away from me. I had to be yeah. surfing until I was, couldn't stand up anymore. You know, so, yeah, it does give you a, insight into the value it had in my life, I suppose, yeah.
0: once again smorgasborders for tuning in to our podcast remember if you want to hear or indeed read more about interesting grassroots surf personalities you can do so by going to smorgasporter.com.au. there you can listen to this podcast or you can download a digital edition of the mag or indeed organize yourself a home delivery subscription check you later I hope you enjoyed my chat with Grant Newby.